Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. You have to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable, whether be having those tough conversations, sometimes super awkward conversations with your team, or just going out on your own and opening up your first salon. Because opening your first salon can feel rather uncomfortable. And I remember feeling all of these different emotions and thinking, should I, uh, shouldn't I? But that feeling of uncomfortableness and feeling comfortable Being uncomfortable is really what makes us grow. And it's that feeling that helped today's guest on the podcast to grow her salon to a team of five in only 18 months. So today on the Salon Owners Collective podcast, I'm really excited to introduce you a good friend of mine, Kelly Manu, and she is the winner of the New Zealand Salon of the Year 2023, and she is the founder of UNA. So let's meet Kelly and get straight into it. Kelly, thank you for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. I'm pleased to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Same. So um, before we get started and we share your story, I'm really keen for you to share like, who are you, Kelly? Where do you live in the world and uh, what got you to where you are today? Give us a little bit of a backstory. Who is Kelly? That's a great question. Um, It's funny because I feel like as New Zealanders, especially New Zealand women, we find it really hard to like talk about ourselves. Um, But I started as a hair and makeup, my original background was hair and makeup artist um, at 21, did some work on TV and film um like just got into a salon kind of by chance like I just wanted to do my apprenticeship and go back to doing um film work and then I as soon as I got into a salon um I realized all the places that you could really take being a hairstylist um so I did that I originally started in Wellington moved to Auckland um been hairdressing for 10 years now um, and it's funny, I always, throughout my entire career, I was like, I'm going to move overseas. I do not want to ever own a salon. Um, and then uh, being in a lockdown really gave me a chance to think about things. And the overseas thing was no longer happening. Um, and then I opened a salon. Here we are. Here we are. So you and I first came across each other uh, when you worked with L'Oreal. You spent yes. quite a few years in the L'Oreal role. So tell us a little bit about like who were you, who were you inside of the L'Oreal bubble? So I've been an artist with L'Oreal for about the last, oh, I think it's maybe six or seven years. Um, originally started with Redken as an artist, then switched to L'Oreal, both under the L'Oreal umbrella. Um, so and in my 10 years of hairdressing, a vast majority of that has been spent in an artistic role um I like to I'm a really high achiever and I like to do things um quickly (laughs) um so I have been facilitating classes for L'Oreal 
since I've been doing my own classes since 2018. Um, I've been their balayage expert since 2019. Um, and with that, that's taken me international. I get to travel across the country teaching lots of salons, people of all levels, how to color, inspire them. Yeah. I love that. And so that's when we that's where we originally uh, crossed paths. Yes. Um, and uh, we've always kind of kept in touch one way or the other. Social media is very useful for that. Um, and uh, outside of um, the Momentum program, we recently caught up at the New Zealand Industry Awards. And I was very excited to see you receive the Industry New Zealand Salon of the Year Award. And um, I thought we have to share Kelly's story because it's been quite a short and hard and fast journey to success. <laughs> Um, and I know this is going to be super, super inspiring for other salon owners, um, which is why you're here today. So I think um, just to give context, um, Kelly, you opened your salon uh, just over 18 months ago, March 2022. Yes. Um, and so why don't you just take us through a little bit of a journey of like what's happened in the last 18, 20 months? Um from it was just you to start with and now you have a team so just take us over take us on a little bit of a journey okay yes so yep opened in March last year um and then I I did like originally actually wanted to open in December but we were delayed with construction as you know these things always happen uh, so I was I was very ready to open by that point I don't like um delays <laughs> um and it was just me for the beginning and then we had um I brought someone else on in February of this year and then another two people in July um so kind of for the vast majority it was just by myself um I really wanted to wait for the right people um I never advertised I kind of went by um word of mouth um which I don't know if I'd recommend that, but um, it worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting my feelers out. And um, luckily I've got a really good network to um, find some like-minded people. And yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I Before we jumped on and push record, I said, Kelly, why do you think you've been successful? What are the top three reasons that have taken you here? So I want to talk about that in just a moment. But to give context to who is Kelly inside of her business, um, you're on the floor about 32 hours a week. Um, yep. You've got three stylists. You've got one nail technician. But I just want to add on top of that, you still do education. You still are involved in Colour Trophy. You are still judging awards. And yep. you, you're out there in the industry and in the community. You're a busy girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, and but you're heavily involved in the industry, which I really love. And so um, I'm really keen to explore. You know, what are the the top three reasons that you have got to the success so quickly? So let's start with that. And one that really um, I thought was really fundamentally important was about your clear vision. So talk to me about why you think, in terms of having that vision, that that's been important. Um, I've been, yes, I've been really lucky in that, like the salons that I've worked with, um, the owners have like really given me an insight to their business. And so I really knew 
from the start that I needed to go into it with a really clear vision. Um, I knew that that would um, make it successful really quickly. And if you haven't figured out by now, I like to do things quickly. <laughs> um, so like I really, I, again, like the, the lockdown time really gave me time to sit down and kind of look at everything as a whole, um, look at the industry, look at like what's worked for me, what hasn't worked for me in past salons and how I wanted that to look like. And really like what resonated with me is that I'm quite um, a motivated individual um, and I really wanted to empower other stylists to be the same. And so what I really wanted to do is um, bring people in who could um, run their own columns really efficiently. If they couldn't, we'll get them up to speed on that. I really wanted to empower them to have their own business inside my business, which again would make us all successful and set them up for whatever they wanted to do down the future, because that's how it happened with me is that that's how I was set up. And then I was empowered to open a salon, even though like that had previously not been on my radar, but I actually did have the tools to do that. Um, so I really wanted people who um, really value sustainability, loyal relationships, with their clients and did really really good work um, and so that was really like my key things that I was looking for and I just wanted um, it to be a really really beautiful space that everyone had a really good time and everyone was really successful yeah I think you know the message there is that you were clear before you started on what those values were what was yes. important to you the vibe of the business and the who the people were like if they didn't have those um or didn't share those that you weren't going to compromise that yes yep absolutely yeah. and I, I think one of the one of the key things when I was when I was an apprentice I think it, I'm pretty sure it was actually you who did this exercise with me uh, <laughs> I would have been hairdressing for maybe like three years at that point and you um made us sit down and actually map out who our ideal client was and what they looked like, what they did, et cetera. Um, so that made that really clear. But that also, when I went into this, I sat down and figured out who my ideal team was, what they looked like, what their story was, et cetera. And so it's funny how you can you can take that and apply it to everything else. And it yes. just made everything really clear for me. Yeah, I love that which actually was one of your other key points in terms of building a team. Um, Kelly, you said to me, I was not in a rush to build a team. I waited for the right people. Yes. And from the outside, and I'd love you to talk more about that. From the outside, it was really fast. <laughs> Just to give context, like, you know, from in 18 months, you've got a team of, you know, there's five of you now. And yeah. from the outside that you could say you did that really fast. But I think what's interesting is the patience that you felt internally. So talk to me about that. Like, what did that look like? I'm waiting for the right people. Yes. It's funny that you say it was really fast because I feel like it was really slow. <laughs> like, I feel like most people would go into it um, like trying to start with a team already. And for me, what I wanted to do was I wanted to have my space set up and I wanted to be able to be self-sufficient in my space which meant that if for some reason all of my team left, I would be fine. I can pay the rent, I can pay the bills with my own um, work. 
and I really wanted to I wanted to live in my space by myself and figure things out by myself so that I was again really clear on everything um, and I could sort out any teething issues without having other team members there to um, distract I guess or like have to put them through it as well it just made it really easy for me to iron out issues so that meant when a team did come in they could come into a really easy seamless kind of environment and so yeah when I originally opened like I just started putting out feelers um, every now and then and I had a few interviews and they weren't the right people um, and so I like I, yeah I for me, I like by the time I did hire my first person um, in February when I'd opened in March, I was like, man, I'm really taking my time with this. I should probably hurry up. <laughs> but there were there were life events in that year that did like slow things down for me. Um, and so yeah, when when the right people did come, I was so ready to take them. Um, but it was really important for me to be self-sufficient and know my business before I brought people into it. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and I commend you on the patience piece because <laughs> um, I know working with a lot of salon owners, there's this internal almost the desperation is the wrong word but it feels like that a little bit like I must mm. get team I need to make ends meet um and so the challenge is that we take the wrong person and I think yes. that like I've got my ends are meeting all the ducks are in a row and if I don't take somebody I'll be okay it's a really nice calm peaceful place to live from and that allows you to make good choices and so I commend yes. you on doing that um because the wrong people in the team is this like is distraction for everything yeah absolutely I want to come back to your team a little bit in a moment but one of the other things that you said to me Kelly was I was I had loyal clients and I I had done the background work on how I wanted to serve them so by the time you built the and you brought the team like that was really clear um yeah so talk to me about that the client you know your loyal clients and how you turned that into essentially your the way you do business your brand talk to me about that yes what that look like what does that look like um I yeah I I had really really like always bent over backwards for a lot of my clients just making sure that like they always felt special and looked after um, my retention rate was always really high um 
I like I I just like my main thing of being a hairstylist is I just really love building connections with people. I love finding out more about them. I love finding our common ground. Um, I I feel really grateful that I'm able to like live through all of their life experiences with them, like so birth, death, marriages, etc. Um, it's a really special relationship to have. So um, building a building a special relationship with people is that's my main thing as a hairstylist and I think that's why I have such a loyal clientele um, because I do have such special relationships with people so that I, I knew with the clientele that I had that um, they would support me and they would be like my little champions um, who I'd like for for a long time they had um, told me to open a salon and to be honest the um, uh, the reason why I did open one is because the um, a client of mine, one of my longest clients actually, she's about the same age as me. She was also opening her own business and she just planted a little seed and was like, you should open one too. We should like open our businesses together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. how it got me thinking. I was like, oh, that's because. Um, and I'm lucky like my background the other salons that I've worked at, a lot of us have gone on to open their um everyone's own salons. And so I've seen that it's achievable. <laughs> I know that whatever I do, I can, if I set my mind to it, I know that I can be successful in it. And I have my clients that were ready to support me and shout from the rooftops that this is a new amazing salon, everyone go there. And yeah. so I felt really comfortable in doing that. It's funny, I had a lot of people be like, aren't you freaking out that you're opening a new salon? Like we still don't 100% know how this pandemic stuff is going to go. And at no point did I kind of freak out about it because I knew that I had everything set up to be successful. Yeah, yeah. I love that sense of confidence. Mm. Um, and I guess that I, I would make the assumption, Kelly, that it comes from, I have been successful in the past and so I know I can bring those same skills to whatever I apply myself to. Would that be absolutely yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I know that I know I, I like my, one of my key like qualities, I guess, I think is resilience. Um and I never give up. I know that if something doesn't work, I'll try something else. I'll always find something that'll work because I don't like giving up. I'm like, I can make it work. Just give me a second, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that skill in itself is the key. I, I, it's resilience and grit, like mm. having the grit to push through and find the solution, even if you can't find it immediately. I know for me that I remember when I realized that I had that yeah. and that that I built the confidence in myself that, you know what, I don't even know the answer, but I know I know how to keep going until I find the out. Like I'm I'm relentless. Yes. And I think if you can have that trust in yourself, actually everything will be okay. You know, um, yep, you can't absolutely. control everything. You can't control external things, but you know that you can work yourself to find the answer. Um, yes. I think that's a super important attribute to be a business owner. Yeah, yeah, I so agree. And I feel like the moment that you realize that you're capable of that, that opens up a whole new world to you. Mm -hmm. One of the things that um, when we were talking before about, like I said to you, why do you think you won the award? And there was many reasons, some of which we've already talked about, but one of the 
things was, um, I'm going to choose the word dynamic because, you know, I think you're dynamic in the fact that you're, um, well, resilient and you know committed and all of those things, but you're quite in the industry. You're doing a lot of things at, at a time. And uh, I'm intrigued to hear about how do you bring that inside of the salon to your team? Because you're doing, you know, you're judging, you're doing color trophy, you're doing education, you're doing clients, you're now running a business and you've got the team. You're dynamic just by the fact that you're doing all of the things. <laughs> how do you bring that in for your people? Yes, it's funny. I, I always think, I always think I have four jobs. It's like number one, salon owner. Number two is hairstylist on the floor number three is like all of my work l'oreal for facilitation and whatnot and then also um my freelance side of it because i do a lot of photo shoots and whatnot as well on the side um and i think it's really it was really important for me to use all of those tools to inspire my team um, and give them opportunities that not everyone would necessarily be able to do i feel like that's what also has helped me be successful is the fact that i've had so many different avenues I was able to tap into over my career and so bringing the guys along to assist on photo shoots they come to all of my classes um they're always doing um extra education with L'Oreal they get exposure to like the top hairstylists coming and assisting them um and so all, all of that really fast tracks their knowledge and their success in the same way that it did for me when I was coming up in that way um, it really exposes you to a wide range of skills and people and personalities um, and like totally it opens up their eyes and makes them really inspired. It means that they come into the salon and they're excited um, to tell their clients about what they're doing. They're excited to try new things on them. Um, and so it always keeps them fresh. They're never bored. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I do think um it's easy otherwise to get into the humdrum of same same shit different day yes um you, that word dynamic is clearly an important piece of the whole their whole career I guess would you say yeah absolutely yes it just makes them really well-rounded stylists essentially yeah yeah so Kelly what does the future hold for you what's the goal in the next you know, three, six, nine years. Where do you <laughs> see things going? Do you have the same clarity uh, into the future that you did at the start, or are you kind of like thinking about that still? Thinking about that still. I, <laughs> I've been asked this question a lot lately. I think since I've won the award, is like, what does the future hold? And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I'm just trying to um, finish the year. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? It's a bit like. Um, if you get married or have a child, like the immediate answer, the baby, you know, like the, you've just got the baby in your arm and people are saying, are you going to have another one? It's like, hang on a minute. I've just worked out that I've got one. Um, yes. So I think that's the grace is fair and true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I'm like, I'm just trying to take care of this current baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't give me more. Don't give me yes. more. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited for what the future holds. What does it hold? Um, I'm not 100% sure yet, but I'm I'm just excited to grow my salon, really empower my stylists to build up their columns, make them have their amazing, loyal uh, relationships with their clients, 
if they want to go into like a photo shoot or an education realm, I'm ready to um, help them and uh, upskill them with that. Um, I I think, you know, I, I guess like actually long-term plan, I would love to see people, my staff that have been under me go off and have their own businesses. Um, I would love to empower people to know that they can do that and to help them. Um, you know, my old old salon owners that I've worked with in the past are always there if I need anything, as I would be there for my future staff if they need anything. Um, I think, like, gone are the days of people being like, you have to stay here. Like, don't you dare leave. I'm going to be so upset when you leave. I'm like, let's, like, build you up and see where you can take this, see where see where you can go with this you know you don't have to be here forever <laughs> yeah I think that's really refreshing and I think it's really relevant for right now in terms of the way that people think um and it also means that you've adopted um a mindset of abundance rather than scarcity and I must hold you because I can't find anybody else mm. and if you've got an interesting and dynamic um place for people to come and work then finding the people is not tr necessarily going to be tricky yes. um it's a good thing and i think it also puts the responsibility onto the business owner the salon owner to have a business model that works that people can come and go um you know we have process around how we bring people in and who we bring in we have a process around how we build people up and we have a process about letting them free into the next stage yes and i think when we think about flow as a business model rather than hold tight lockdown um and it becomes stagnant and I think that's a business model of the past we have to build that into the way we do business um and I think that's the way we're going to thrive going forward as an yep. industry yeah yep. do you agree absolutely a hundred percent agree yeah for sure and the sooner that you can get into that mindset the easier mm -hmm. you're going to find it as time goes on because the industry really is changing yeah. And I remember as a young business owner, um, having that mindset of like, when I get my, when I get to that point where I have my perfect team and everything's perfect, um, I think that's the mistake. It'll never be perfect. Your business will always yes. be broken and there will always be flux. So you've got to get comfortable with that and know, I know how to do flux. Um, then you can grow and skyrocket, I think. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent agree. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> Indeed, exactly. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's you know, Kelly, normally I would ask, you know, as a business owner, what is your quote or mantra? I reckon that's it. That's the, let's be uncomfortable. Let's be comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's, I think that's a good quote or mantra. Yeah, I do love that. I do live by that. So that makes sense. <laughs> absolutely. I'm not uncomfortable, absolutely. I'm not growing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Um, all right. What is a book, a podcast, a person that you follow or somebody that you can think that all other business owners need to get involved in? Yes. Um, well, of course you. And if people aren't following you, then they uh, are really missing out. <laughs> um, I've got a few key people that I really love following on social media because they inspire me as a salon owner. Um, one of them is the girls from Circles here, which is in Perth, Australia, and they actually did a little um, business breakfast tour with L'Oreal last year, 
um, they very much share the same values of how they like their business to run and whatnot. Um, so I love following those guys. Um, and then I also love Ash Croker, who is in Sydney. She has a salon by Ash, um, who coincidentally is also a L'Oreal artist. <laughs> um, I, her approach to business as well, um, I think, is really modern. And that's where um, the industry is heading. Those are my like main people I love to follow. Um, I really love to follow really powerful, um, confident salon business owners who are women. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you've um, pointed out some salons. So um, I'll make sure the links to those salons are in the show notes of this episode too. You guys can follow along um, and check them out also. Um, Kelly, you're such an inspiration I've loved today and I really appreciate that you are always giving back to the industry and now giving back your business story um so I know people are going to want to follow you where can we find you what's your dub dub in your socials so you can find me on Instagram so my um my handle was Kelly Manu with an underscore at the end because someone stole Kelly Manu <laughs> oh, Ruth. um and then our salon Instagram is una underscore akl um, and then our website is www.una-akl.com. Uh, we have had a new website in the works for the last couple of months that will hopefully launch in January. That will be amazing. So keep a watch out for that because it's going to be beautiful. I love it. It's always a work in progress. Putting always a work in progress. Always, yeah, yeah, always a work in progress. <laughs> yes. Just remember your business will always be broken and that's okay. <laughs> um, exactly. Including web, including websites. Um, amazing. I really appreciate you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be able to share a bit of my story and hopefully inspire some other people out there. And there we go. Thank you again so much, Kelly, for joining me on the podcast. I always love chatting to Kelly and seeing what are the new exciting things that she's getting up to, innovations inside of her business. And I mean, as we mentioned, she's very busy and I think her ability to manage everything that she does and the confidence that she has to get comfortable with the uncomfortable will be, I think, really inspiring. And I know for you listening today, will have loved that chat, especially what she said about empowering her own team to get out of their own way and one day start their own salon, which is very inspirational and forward thinking. So I would love to know what did you think about today's episode? Uh, so in our free and profitable, successful salon owners Facebook group, which is where we like to hang out, I have linked all the show notes there um, and let's come and chat. So one last thing, I've just opened five new spots into our Salon Mastery Program. So if you're thinking 2024 is the year for you that you want to elevate your salon, well, that's our word for the year, elevate. And that means elevate our own performance, elevate the salon owners that we work with and helping to elevate the industry. That's what we want to do in 2024. So if you want to come and play and be part of that, I have left the apply now button in the show notes of this episode. Click on that and uh, book in a call. Let's have a chat and let's talk about what is working, what isn't working inside of your business and let's make a really clear strategic game plan for you. Meantime, amazing. Loved today's episode. Ciao for now. 
Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.